Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Laces Out podcast. And we've got not one, but two guests. How about that? That's right, two guests, which increases the chance of beating the co-host in the predictions twofold. I'm pretty sure that's how it works, but I'm not good at maths. If you are watching us on YouTube, you can see us, and uh, you can see us pointing ever so slightly at the subscribe button. If you're only listening, or wherever you are getting your podcasts, you can also click the subscribe button, and it really does mean a lot to us, and ultimately the channel. So here we go. This is CookieCast, Laces Out. Recording in progress. In theory, that is true. Um, if it's anything, if it's anything like last week, it might not be. But we'll see how we get on. Could just be you. Could just be listening to me for the rest of the time. But we'll see. Uh, for you audio listeners, it's a full boat. The screen is jam packed with beautiful, beautiful faces and mine. Um, so for for audio roll call. I'm here, the uh, the co-host with indeed the co-most, Paul Williams is here. What's happening? Who knows? The uh, the host of the fastest growing WWE podcast, Getting Over, is also here, taking double duties in his week off. Uh, Stuart Woodmancy, welcome to you, sir. Howdy. And some people call him the biggest, friendliest giant in town. Some people call him the fantasy sniper. I don't know who these people are, but they're all right. It is indeed the JFG. James Forrester Gray, hello to you, sir. Evening all. Obviously, we'll get on to uh, how it is that you knew that Robert Woods was going to get taken down that week. But anyway, moving on swiftly, um, I'm going to get my co-host to uh, pick up some of his co-hosting duties. Because uh, I believe it's time to talk about what happened last week in week of the NFL 2021 season. I think it was like week 11, maybe. It was indeed week 11 of the regular NFL season. Now, to catch people up on things, obviously last week's guest was a first-timer for the season. It was was the stats mistress herself. So she furnished us with her season-long picks of Green Bay versus the Baltimore Ravens. As the Super Bowl with the Packers going over and Aaron Rodgers getting the MVP and her season-long MVP pick of Thomas Brady. So I've been looking at it. How did she get on in the Week 11 game selections? That is the question. 
15 games as uh, as seems to be the, uh, the the want of this current run uh, 15 points up for grabs we had a joint second place this week much better than the week before where the uh, the week was won with six and a half points out of 14 but we have nine out of 15 for this week's joint runners-up of last week's guest, the Stats Mistress, and host of the Cookie Cast Network, Mr. Andrew Cook. Nine out of five selections correct. Uh, majorly let down by the Titans, completely shitting the bed at home to the Texans. There is no other way of putting it, let's be honest. Um, the Packers not getting it done on the road in the, in Minnesota. Yeah. Amongst others, well, and and the uh, and the Panthers not taking care of business at home to the Washington Football Team. Uh, but yes, nine out of fifteen, a very respectable score. Sadly, they were outdone by one point by my good self on ten out of fifteen. Therefore, extending my lead. In the predictions season, so to speak. Do we remember last week when I said at this point in time, either myself or the guest needs to win every week for the rest of the season to be in with a, a decent enough chance to actually win this season? And nice to see that we're all off to a flying start there. I think the rest of the season's probably a write off. In fact, let's just pack up now and go home. Let's take our bat. And our weird-shaped football home. Because, well... In fact, looking at the predictions for this week, there was a couple of games where I was like, I think that's going to go that way. But it could go the other way, so maybe I should go the other way. Because each week, week in, week out, there are those games that it's like, oh, you know, the Buccaneers are going to go up against the Washington football team. I mean... Take my house and put it on the Buccaneers to win. Oh no, I'm homeless. Uh, by the way, if anybody's got a sofa I can sleep on, it's just for a short amount of time. Uh, just while I get my, just while I get get my get myself back on my feet. Uh, any any refrigerator boxes would be greatly appreciated. Well, it's nice and warm this time of year, anyway. So you don't you don't you don't need anything with like heat, you know, anything like that. It's no, absolutely fine. fine. Uh, but yes, what that does do for the uh, for the season's overall scores is both Andy and the guest are on a collective two points each. And like I said, I've extended my lead by five to seven points now. So what's that? Twelve, seven, seven weeks left. Seven points to play for. Even, even I would say it's looking pretty handsome that I'm probably going to get the win. And, and nobody's suspicious by the fact that I turned up this week with two guests. <laughs> every week, every week I'm going to turn up with more guests. So, something that's long been overlooked, Andy, and I, I think we maybe need some sort of uh, judges' inquiry into this, is the fact that the process for, you know, pulling back the curtain slightly, is that we send our picks to Paul... How much crossing out? Yeah, how much crossing out is another credit? 
That's that's all well and good, uh, Stuart. But unfortunately, your uh, your argument falls down by the fact that we literally go through the picks on the podcast every week. Yeah, but I can't remember what I sent you earlier on today. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So falls down because he can't be asked to look at his phone. Is the argument that Stuart gives. <laughs> <laughs> I the feel the podcast world. that is a valid but, argument. As, as guests, do we get a, get a cumulative score for this one? Yes, absolutely. So, <laughs> this, this was discussed in previous years, James. So, um, how we do it, I've no idea, because it could end up being out of a maximum of 15, you two score 30 or whatever. Or <laughs> and win the week. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah, we're struggling to compete with for some bizarre reason. It's, it's weird. It's weird. Um, but yeah, but, if we still lose on that, then but I mean, I'd like to point out at this point in the season, if myself and the guest joined forces, we'd still be losing. Yeah, I think I think what I was trying to say earlier is that Andy, if you send yours to Paul, Paul will just pick the same and then just coast to the end. Surely, Paul's like, no, oh, Andy's do. got some good picks here. I tell you something, a little, a little, a little peek behind the curtain, so to speak. What I do is I send out the predictions each week, or I send out the games each week. I specifically make my own picks before I look at anyone's responses and put them in the book. And hand on heart, so you can see. I'm even, I'm even leaning myself up so you can see my hand is on my heart, surrounded by obviously you know a lot of. And maybe and probably clogged arteries and stuff like that. Um, but yes, I, I don't. I don't let other people's picks sway my own choices and things like that. So hands up. So that's week 11's games, and what would go spectacularly well with some uh, week 11 games is some delicious week 11 stats, Andrew. If you can furnish us with some of those. Well. I can't, I'm afraid, because I am rubbish at doing the stats. But luckily for you guys and these lovely people, I know a man who is also a woman who is really good at doing stats. So, the stats mistress, as we know, uh, currently out for the season. Um, however, is, uh, is absolutely a dab hand with a keyboard, even with a broken leg. So... She went off into the world of the internet and brings back the, the juiciest, the tastiest stats she can find. Now then, Paul, I think you can agree that we are just two hosts, a host and a co-host, taking on this mammoth task. So, we get other people to join us week in, week out to help out. And the way they can help out is by taking bigger portions of the stats so me and you have got less and these guys have got more because we're generous we are generous to a fault to a fault plus nobody wants to listen to me talking for hours um so anyway this is the uh, the week 11 stats 2021 nfl season brought to you by the stats mistress brought to her by Nate Davis, isn't it? USA Today. Um, 
the first stat of, I believe, something crazy like 14 stats is this. Four first place teams. The Buffalo Bills, the Tennessee Titans, the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers all lost on Sunday. Over the past three weeks, division-leading clubs have dropped 11 games to opponents who didn't have a winning record. Interesting. Number two. That's not to say the mystery of the 2021 season hasn't been fun to watch. On into the NFL, 23 games have been decided with a game-winning score on the final play. Most at this point in the season since the NFL and AFL merged in 1970. Wow. And my final stat for the week, Sunday's biggest winners had to be... The Arizona Cardinals. There he is. Who improved to a league best 9-2. Even with QB1, Kyler Murray, ankle injury, inactive for the third straight week. But QB2, Colt McCoy. I mean, that's definitely a made-up name. And co. Secured a valuable division road win in Seattle. A leap. And leapfrogged the Packers for the top spot in the NFC standings. Uh, before moving on, this isn't necessarily a stat, but it's something I saw earlier this week. Uh, for anybody who loves Red Zone, like I believe we all do here at the Laces Out podcast, uh, Scott Hansen addressed a rumour that in the seven hours of uninterrupted football, he doesn't go to the toilet. And he has said, yes, the rumours are true. He intentionally dehydrates himself through Sunday morning. He goes to the toilet moments before going on air. And then apparently, like a ninja, does seven hours without going to the toilet. Paul's about to fire off a bullshit. Yeah, gonna have to call bullshit on that one because during the broadcast there are several several times where the uh, where it's very quiet for at least two to three minutes, where nothing is said apart from the sort of the commentary on the game. Apart from also, uh, he could just adopt he could just adopt the uh, the JR principle from uh, the wrestling of uh, where darks kid. Yeah. So that if he does have a little accident, you won't show. And he's also stood behind. He's also stood behind a plinth with a bucket. There's definitely a bucket. With it. <laughs> I, I read. I read. The, I read. The, I read that information to the stats mistress, and she was like, "He's absolutely got a bucket behind that thing." It's like, well, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Um, at this I, point, I, I'm not. I'm not getting through an hour's podcast without the <laughs> At this point in time, I may have forgotten who I sent the next set of stats to. So anybody that's got. Let's welcome Indianapolis. It's your turn. I thought it was you, Stu, but I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to presume. Uh, Stu, yeah. let's hear some more stats. Okay, so uh, as Andy alluded to, let's welcome Indianapolis Colts running back Jonathan Taylor to the forefront of the MVP conversation, following his five-touchdown performance in Sunday's forty-one fifteen dismantling of the Bills in Buffalo. 
Taylor became the first player in the league this year to rush for more than 1,000 yards and also leads the NFL with 1,444 yards from scrimmage and 15 touchdowns. I mean, so yeah, uh, less impressive, but only slightly, was the uh, Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler's four-touchdown performance and 115 yards from scrimmage in the 41-37 triumph over the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night. He was the first player in a decade with a pair of rushing and receiving touchdowns in the same game. I was very happy to wake up and see that score. Um, Cowboys Chiefs was widely framed as game of the week, so naturally... Dallas quarterback Dak Prescott and Kansas City counterpart Patrick Mahomes combined for five turnovers and zero touchdowns in Kansas City's 19-9 victory. At one point I saw that Dak was on minus two and it was a while later that I looked again and was like, oh good, he's on minus one now so he's obviously done something, right? (laughs) Ah, but look who's back on top of the AFC East. The New England Patriots have returned to their customary divisional perch after blanking the Atlanta Falcons 25-0 on Thursday night. That, that was a bit of a shock result for me. I looked at that and thought, because the, uh, the team I was playing against last week had two uh, Falcons players, including the quarterback, and I was like, oh, well, I'm going to be behind already going into the weekend. I think there was four points on the board collectively from two players after that. I was like, that'll do. So yes, that's that's me. James, I believe you are up next. I think so. So, um, yeah, poor old Falcons. Follow on from what Stu's saying there. They haven't scored a touchdown since week nine. And on top of that, they've been outscored a spectacular 68 in the past two weeks. Not only that, to compound the misery, they failed to reach the end zone in successive games for the first time in 34 years. They also hadn't been shut out at home since 1988 prior to Thursday. I think we can categorically say that was not a good outing for the Falcons. Um, Also, not quite the same level, but uh, for a bit of a bad week, or about a couple of weeks, the Bills have unca- uncharacteristically had nine turnovers in their last three games. So, yeah, the, the, the Josh Allen experience, is that, is that coming off the rails? Or are we just having a little bit of a blip there? We'll see. Okay, so the Eagles and the Saints are part of an NFC scrum of five teams, each sitting on five wins, all vying the conference final two wildcard spots. So that's going to be Lots to play for in those coming weeks, isn't it? Lots of fancy goodness, I would imagine. And finally, oh bless him, as if things weren't bad enough for Detroit, uh, backup QB Tim Boyle finally made his first NFL start for the winless Detroit. And he finished with 77 entire passing yards and a pair of interceptions. The Lions still haven't won a game without Matthew Stafford under centre since 2002. Now, to be fair, I've heard a little fact about Tim Boyle, I'd like to throw at the end here, that whilst not a particularly talented QB on the field, is apparently absolutely amazing at analysing film, but like the actual QB. So he's like a really useful guy to have floating around the locker room, just not really on the field. 
Oh dear. Oh dear indeed. Paul, I believe you're going to uh, finish us off. Well, Matt Bombshell. Uh, yes, we will continue. I've just I just caught a glimpse of Stu there at the uh, corner of my eye, and that was that was enough to uh, put me off my uh, <laughs> my train of thought. Anyway, so Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill was picked off a career high four times. By the Houston Texans. He'd never thrown more than two interceptions in a game since joining Tennessee in 2019. That is 37 starts. If this is quarterback Russell Wilson's last season in Seattle, it won't be a happy ending. The Seahawks are 3-7 and seven for the first time since Wilson was drafted in 2012, and only Detroit has a worse record in the NFC. And finally... It's Thanksgiving week. So take a moment to give thanks. Unless you're the Bears, Lions, Raiders, Cowboys, Saints or Bills. All lost on Sunday. All have to turn around and play on Turkey Day. At least they don't have much time to dwell on the loss. Turkey Day. Really? It's a great day. Two, two days of extra feasts between November and end of December. I'm, exactly. I'm all right with that in principle. We should. We should start a petition to sort of actually celebrate it here. Because it's obviously a, a national holiday. So they obviously get the day off. And they just get an excuse to watch, it, watch American football and eat like a pig for a, full, twelve, for a full like 24 hours. It's incredible. It's storing all of that energy so they can go and fight people in the shops the day after. As God intended. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, slog, that slog from September to Christmas, is it needs a bank holiday. It does. That's not just talking to a teacher. So, uh, as everybody here is made up of, um, I can't do the math, but a percentage of our uh, big fancy group, it's probably a good time to go around the table and talk about who had a fantasy win this week. Um, it's a third, Andrew, third. There, you see, that's why you are the money man. You are the, the maths whiz, the, the maths genius of the podcast. And that's why I am the, you know, Court jester. Um, I actually been the actual math teacher in this group as well. I will start us off because yes, I, I uh, for I believe it possibly might be the second week running. I had double dubs, uh, a win in both fancy leagues this week. I've I've said it. Uh, I've said it there. It's uh, it's two two win two win week. Um, that can only mean that I will absolutely fall off the horse this week. And, uh, you know, we're going for, uh, I, I think I can get it under 40 points this week. Um, I think it's, I think it's doable without benching like, you know, half the team. I think I can, I think I can manage it. Paul, did you have a win in fantasy this week? 
did I have on winning fantasy this week? I believe I was the highest point scorer of the week for the first time possibly all season. Hark at you. I thought at one point I was uh, I was I was up I was up against it as well because I uh, I had uh, I had my quarterback on a on a bye, so I had to uh, I had to surf the choppy waters of the of the waiver wire, uh, and in the end. It was. Uh, I, I must have. I must have prayed pretty hard to the fantasy gods, as I uh, ended up picking up the uh, the number one waiver quarterback, as it turned out. So, yeah, pretty good going. Trevor Simeon getting some lovely garbage time touchdowns. I couldn't believe it. It was incredible. Beautiful stuff. Stu. I did, however, oh, I did however, play against Jonathan Taylor in my other league and got. What can only be described as absolutely dumped on. So, fifty, just the fifty-three points in PPR. Oh wow! Stew, win, lose, or draw. I had a win, uh, 90, ninety-one to forty-five against Tim. So I was, uh, I mean, I said I was onto a bit of a bit of a winner when the quarterback for the. Uh, Falcons, Matt Ryan had posted two points. I was thinking, that'll do. Please don't shit the bed, Tom Brady. And he had by his standards probably a pretty average week. So not just just the nineteen points for him. But um but yeah, it was a de- decent week all in all. For, for me I thought ninety one was I, I thought it was a relatively high score and then I looked across the league and I thought actually everybody's had pretty decent like a you know, pretty high scoring uh, affair. Not not least Paul, as he mentioned, and you had Edward Solaire on the bench, I noticed, who posted you could have had another eight points or so out of that one, I think. Uh, and he was just back off injured reserve. He's just just easing back in. You don't you know you don't get a player straight back off the injury report and put him straight back in at like centre half, do you? You have to you've got to ease people back in. I, I love the fact that your 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 squad must have such depth to it that you don't have to do that on the basis that. Oh, <laughs> in in my in my utter panic, I tried to pick up Adrian Peterson. They discovered that he's just been cut by the Tennessee Titans. Yes, so he has. Like, oh, well, well, that was a really good pick up then. <laughs> yeah, 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 which, I was, which I, was, I thought was a weird move after he was getting some action at the weekend. It's not, not really worked out for him. He's not he's not been the dynamic play playmaker I think they thought they were getting to be honest with you which is understandable he's, he's in his late 30s the fact he's still playing at all is surprising for more, than a, few, more than a few reasons James a win um, the very definition of a mixed, of a mixed week so a uh, draw with uh, one Mr Matthew Moore both on 98 points um, ironically if I benched Patrick Mahomes and played the distinctly substandard Russell Wilson. I would have pipped him, but who would do that? Um, elsewhere, I had another league where I had Jonathan Taylor and lost, and another league where I was playing Jonathan Taylor, playing against him and won. So in the topsy turvy world of fantasy football, there we are. Wow, uh, truly bizarre, very strange. Um. One of the things that I, I'd seen yesterday, maybe, um, is that the Giants have announced that they have parted ways with Jason Garrett. I immediately took to our uh, fantasy group WhatsApp chat to fire off a hilarious joke to uh, to to tumbleweeds. I fired out the 
uh, Jason Garrett's been fired by the Giants, so uh, he'll absolutely be turning up to uh, work in the morning then, yeah? Because uh, when he got fired by the Cowboys, he turned up to work the next day saying, nah, I've got stuff to do, I've still got stuff to achieve here. And I believe had to be uh, removed from the building, let's say. Uh, so I imagine the Giants, I the Giants probably turned up to work this morning like, J Jason? While they're scraping his name off the door, what 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 are you doing here? We uh, did did you did did you get that phone call yesterday? So who knows where Jason Garrett will end up? I can't imagine if he's uh, you know if he's gone from the Giants. Well, surely the, the next line? logical step, the next logical step is either the Washington Football Team or the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, just to see if he can like you know complete the set of NFC East teams and then obviously yeah. he's got the other one that's left after that and he'll just say yeah well, the, the Lions are going to be after a new head coach tomorrow well, well this so is it I'm like best, I mean opening. I mean he's like ah oh, I've, just, I've just been let go by the Giants but hang on a minute is that uh, why are the Lions ringing me hello but, sorry Bear, Bear, Bear's not like Maggie's on his way out tomorrow like, so um, unless anything, anybody's got anything burning, um, we've got games to predict, but due to technological restraints and having to, you know, keep the lights on, we're going to have to take a small commercial break to allow you lovely people to check out the wonderful products promoted solely by the CookieCast Network and the, uh, laces out there you go you see Paul ever the salesman and on that note we'll take a short break and we'll be right back Recording in progress. I mean, are they not the best products? And you should absolutely buy them. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start Kickstarter. Get get Andy out of the bunker. Kickstarter or GoFundMe or whatever the kids do these days. TikTok. Whatever that. You've whatever, got that, that whatever that thing is. I mean. Anyway, enough about me. Let's talk about week 12, Thanksgiving week, which means that tomorrow it's all about the games, multiple games, 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 games. Um, it does obviously then mean less games on Sunday, but hey, it's Thanksgiving. Um, if you... If you uh, tag him on uh, Twitter or even Instagram Paul will definitely share his cornbread recipe with you and you too can enjoy some lovely lovely cornbread my wife does make an absolutely bloody lovely cornbread I was going to say it's, it's funny you should say that Andrew because I have this evening uh, pulled together uh, my this year's recipe for cornbread 
What was the other thing? Oh, cornbread. I've got to make some homemade guacamole, homemade coleslaw, um, and there was something else I was going to have a go at knocking up. And I tried, oh, mac and cheese. Bacon mac and cheese. I'm going to have a go at doing this. Mac and cheese seems so simple, but it's a tricky beast to get right. Look forward to uh, look forward to seeing the the images. So, week in week out, I go up against Paul to try and you know pick X number of games to win a point for the week. But as as this season has proven, I can't do it alone. So I bring along backup in the form of the guest. Because let's face it, if I can't beat him, somebody else might be able to. Sometimes, like this week, we have double guest. And double guest means double chance of beating Paul. I mean, getting a point. Um, So, what we like to do is we like to send our predictions in. And Paul puts them in the jolly book. And... uh, and then we, t- we take the time out to discuss. Now, I know I sent my predictions, and I imagine Paul can probably manage to put his own predictions in the book. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of uh, a lot right there. It looks like four completed columns. So, Paul, it's time to name and shame. So, uh, if anything super strange stands out, like James is like, I don't think the Cardinals are getting it done this week. Then uh... I'm very confident they won't win this week. <laughs> see, see, right there. Yeah. This is the thing. He has neither put the he's neither put the Cardinals down to lose nor win this week. Now the eagle-eyed amongst you might be able to work that out, and it is not because he's gone for the tie. <laughs> <laughs> and that'd be a hell of a prediction. In fact, I would say double points if you can make that prediction. Surely. <laughs> If that was a thing that we were taking double points for ties, there's definitely two games this week where that would be an option that I'd be throwing. However, we'll get to those later on. So, week 12, as discussed in, uh, in the earlier part of the podcast, is Thanksgiving week, which means we have three games on the Thursday, as opposed to just the one. We have Bears at Lions in the traditional opener slot for Thanksgiving. The Raiders at the Cowboys in the second slot. And the rotating third game is the Bills at the Saints. Over those three games, we have one consensus pick, which is we have all gone for the Cowboys to beat the Raiders. In the opening game, Myself, Andy and Stu have all gone hard on the Bears. Whereas, James is obviously confident this week that Matt Nagy is indeed losing his job on Thanksgiving and he has backed the Lions to pick up their first win of the season. Not being wonderful about that, but it's more a principal pick. Surprise, surprise. That will be one of my games of the week that I'd be picking draw, as both these teams are, let's put it lightly, utter dog shit. Although, to be fair, 
I do have DeAndre Swift in both fantasy leagues, and he is a stud. So, lots of rushing yards for DeAndre Swift, please, and we'll all be happy for these. Uh, in the late game, the Bills at the Saints. Both myself, Andy and Stu, again, have gone for the Bills to bounce back and get back on the win- uh, back on the horse. Whereas James, again, is out on, the, out on his own on Saints Island. So he's gone for the home teams. He's gone for, he's gone for a clean sweep of home teams on Thanksgiving. I didn't even realise that. That's yeah, less than pays off him. Yeah, I think my, my, my upset's probably the Saints. A pretty stupid pick, but you know. stranger things have happened. Exactly. So then we move on to the Sunday games, and we start off with what could be a bit of a tasty game, probably probably candidate for game of the week. Really, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Now, you three are obviously thinking Tom Brady's this magical sort of beast. And apparently he's going to scheme up some sort of some amazing defence to stop the Jonathan Taylor train that is just going to run through the Tampa Bay secondary. Whereas I like to I like to follow it on the hot handy seat. So I've gone for the Colts to get the win on this one. You, Brady, you are... he, won't be ha- he, he won't be having that soporific effect of the turkey with his vegan plant-based diet. You are aware that Tom Brady is half man, half goat. Yeah, but you are aware that Jonathan Taylor is full beast. But what will happen? It will be fun. I I don't know how to deal with this information. It's that thing where, no matter what the outcome, football and the public will be the winner. Uh, Next up we have... Oh, Christ... Another another game that you could just basically fire into the sun and no one would be the would be any the wiser. Uh, it's the hapless New York Jets with Mister Flaccid at quarterback going up against the Houston Texans. Mister Flaccid has got COVID. Hey, he's on the COVID list. It is Zach Wilson to start. I take it back. What a game. <laughs> this will be one for the purists. <laughs> <laughs> the rookie watches amongst us. Pure. So again, James is out on his own and has put his he's put his support behind the Jets for this one. Obviously, the Texans massacre in the Titans last week was obviously just a blip. On, on they, have this one, one. they have one a year. The Texans get <laughs> one a year. <laughs> Um, next up, we have we have finally come around to another consensus pick. Uh, it's the Eagles and the Giants, and we've all gone for the Eagles to get the win in that one. Uh, same again for the next game, actually. We've actually, uh, we've actually all backed the Panthers to get the win in Miami against the Dolphins. Uh, next up, uh, another game that should, should be uh, very, very good, actually. We've got the Titans travelling to New England to take on the Patriots. Now, myself, Stu and James... I've gone with the Patriots to keep up this strong, strong winning run they're on at the minute. Obviously, as we discussed, they're in uh, they're in first position in the AFC East and probably looking like they're going to continue that until they play the Bills again, maybe. Um, whereas Andy has gone for the Titans to bounce back in this game. Interesting. Absolutely. 
Uh, next up, it's the uh, Steelers travelling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals, and we've all gone for the Bengals in this one, which I thought was a bit surprising given how, uh, given how the Steelers performed in the sort of the second half, at least on Sunday night against the Chargers. Um, obviously, Bengals at home. Jamar Chase probably going to get a boat full of yards and things like that. Uh, next up, we have the Falcons at the Jags again. Uh, myself, Andy and Stu have all picked the Falcons to bounce back after last week's play. Whereas James just loves an underdog. Must just, he just loves pulling for the little guy here because he's back the Jags to get a, uh, another win for the season. Uh, next up, it's another, it's another consensus pick. We've all gone for the Chargers to put a hurting on the Broncos. Getting down there. Stu Rivers down there just uh, throwing his support behind the uh, the Los Angeles Chargers there. Lovely. You love to see it. Um, next up, it's our first 50-50 shot of the game, of the week, sorry. We have the Los Angeles Rams travelling to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Tasty game. You say 50-50 shot. I'm not surprised, really, because that surely is just a coin flip for who you're picking that. Yeah. I suppose so, but the Packers in Lambo, I'd, I'd very rarely be picking against them personally. But that's just me. Obviously, me and Andy obviously feel the same way. We've both gone for the Packers, whereas the two guests this week, Stu and James, have both gone for the Rams. I understand the pick, obviously fresh off the bye, whereas Green Bay had that loss last week. We'll see what happens. For the, rec- for the, rec- for the record, I would, I'd prefer the Rams to lose. I mean, that, that, that kind of speaks for itself, really, doesn't it, with the shirt that he's currently wearing, obviously. Um, last three games, we have the Vikings travelling to Santa Clara to take on the 49ers. Uh, three of us are back in the Vikings in this one. That is myself, Andy and James, whereas Stu has gone for the 49ers to get the win. Ooh. We move into the, uh, the tasty primetime games. Uh, we've got another, another inter-conference rivalry game. We've got the Browns taking on the used-to-be Browns in Baltimore. Now, obviously, I've, I've adopted the Browns as my team. Therefore, I'm backing them to get the win against the team that should never be. Shouldn't even be there. It'd just be the Cleveland Browns versus nobody, technically, let's be honest. Uh, whereas all, all the other three have, have backed the Ravens to bounce back from the uh, surprise loss that they had uh, this weekend. Uh, oh no, they didn't lose, did they? They, uh, they beat the Bears. And I think I, I just had it in my head that they lost against the Bears, but they actually did beat it. Uh, it wasn't the amazing performance. Is, um, is Lamar Jackson scheduled to play, or is he still not he well? He was training today, but I, th- I think he just did the walkthrough, but it's a Wednesday one, so... That doesn't mean too much. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I expect him to play less. They said he was out with with illness, and then immediately was like, "It's not COVID related. It's just sickness." Um, he's had, he's had, I I think he's generally got like some like IBS or something in that category. He's had quite been, a few stomachy sort of things. It's been mentioned before, like someone I, th- I think someone mentioned that he might have Crohn's or something like that, or something similar to that, because obviously it does seem as though. It's happened on a couple of occasions where they've had to pull him from the game because he needed to go to the toilet and things like that. 
Um, so it could be something related to that. It could be a little bit of IBS, like you said. It could just be a, it could just be that he, he was having stomach cramps and just couldn't couldn't get over it. Well, for, to feel like he could he could perform. It's just one of those things. I think it's just you know if, we've all we've all had those days where we're feeling ropey and like the last thing you want to do is get out of bed and move around and stuff like that. <laughs> if you then tag on to that, if you then all have a team full of people trying to squish you into the ground. Exactly. Um, if you then tag on to no. the fact that you've got to look up and uh, you see Miles Garrett charging at you. Yeah, I think I'll just stay in bed. <laughs> all right. No, nobody wants to live on the field today. Exactly. No one wants that. No one wants to have to scooch, scooch along the floor like a dog, <laughs> just to uh, cleanse themselves down. Let's just put it that way. If no one has, a, if no one has any clue what we're talking about. Uh, I would say Google it, but maybe not. And definitely not if it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too graphic, but it's wearing white shorts, which is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not. It wasn't. It wasn't great for him. Let's put it that way. But he's he's, he's never shied away from it. He's, he's covered it on. He's covered it himself on uh, on several occasions. So good on you, National treasure. We finish the week with. The aforementioned Seattle Seahawks and their worst run ever under Russell Wilson, quarterback, travelling to Landover, Maryland to take on the Washington football team. Three of us have picked the Seattle Seahawks to snap this little run, this little losing streak that they've got going on. Whereas one of us is back in the WFT. The WTF, the Seattle Seahawks. What the football? I, I mean, I don't want to be the guy that's like, if the if the Seahawks if the Seahawks can't beat Washington, then something seriously wrong. But Washington are having a whale of a time of it at the moment. This is the thing. Washington aren't like they're not they're not great by any means, but they're, they're certainly not a terrible team. They've got like Tyler. Taylor Heineke's proved to be a more than adequate quarterback. He's he's brought that team together pretty much on his own at the minute. Him and him and Scary Terry. It's pretty much them and no one else. But you know, but to be fair to Terry, apparently he really hates that that thing because he wants to be seen as a nice guy. He really hates being called Scary Terry. Well, he needs to smile more then, doesn't he? Wow. Then he'll be known as Happy Terry. That concludes this week's picks, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see who's basking in the glory of a of a of a beautiful point this time next week. Indeed. So, picks are in the book. The book is closed. That's that. It's done. Uh, we will revisit those picks next week when we find out who indeed wins the point um anybody got anything burning to bring up before the end of this podcast i'm seeing shaking heads no i think i got all well, my, Matt <laughs> i think yes. i got all my uh, little tidbits out um so there we go that's that uh thank you to my co-host and to our fantastic guests this week for joining me, taking these wonderful people through the somewhat choppy waters of of football from a different land. 
and a different shape. That's it for this week's Laces Out podcast. But join us next week when we'll be talking about the games we've predicted. And we'll be predicting even more games. And at least this is the one podcast we got through without me saying, Seems almost over. You just did it. You just did it. Ah, man. Bingo. And everybody takes a drink. Right, (laughs) gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining me. And uh, I will catch you guys later. Bye. So there we go. What do you think of that? Another one done. Another week of the season gone. Another week of the season to come. And Thanksgiving. So take a moment and uh, think about what it is you're thankful for and then think about why it's the Cookie Cast podcast. Wherever you're checking us out, audio, video, medium, you can subscribe, like, share and comment and uh, that's an awesome thing to do. You can also check out our website, thecookiecast.com and uh, we've got uh, functions over there so you can get in touch with us. So, uh, Do feel free to use them. Right, that's it for this one. Catch you next time. I'll see you later. Bye.